Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman on the radio talks about revolution when it's already blasted by Bob Dylan didn't have this to sing about, you know it Yeah, that and that over there. Yeah. Are we starting streaming? And there we go. Stream. No, the, the box. There you go, Grandpa. Nothing Thank but you. a stream. There you go, Grandpa. <laughs> Let's get cells yeah. in early and just start throwing the mud. I like it. I like it. What We're happened off. in the week that I was gone? Joe Salzone announced a roller derby. I heard. Oh, I saw something weekend. on Twitter. Yeah, he's was a it his birthday too? I sent yeah. him a birthday wish. Mm-hmm. Did he reply? I, he did. He said thank you. Yeah. He said thank you for for remembering his birthday. I put it on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, but uh, I heard this. So is he is he going down to ro- there's there's roller derby here in Syracuse? I'm unaware of. There's Syracuse and Utica. I think he went to Utica for this. And so and he's doing the like the, the play. Mm, I wouldn't a, even know how you. There's would a big girl in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know how you announce. I've roller done derby. it. Back You've done in, it? Yeah, I did it back in the early 2000s, and you just have to make stupid jokes. Well, so are you, doing the, are you doing the actual play-by-play of what's going on? No, you announce, no, you announce it to the crowd. And they've all got stupid names, yeah. right? So you're yeah. like, here's so-and-so. So, so, so give me a stretch of this. What are we talking so about? So it'd be like, I don't know, like if their name was Hugh Jass or something <laughs> like that. Huge ass around the wing. Yeah, yeah. Huge ass is in the penalty box. She mm-hmm. loves it in the box. And mm-hmm. then you put her in the penalty box. <laughs> wow. That was basically, Very family friendly. It was wow. basically what I had to do. But I, I think they've toned it down since then. I want to know why we're not doing a live show from this at one point. <laughs> Joe Salzone. I think if the three of us were there, we'd double the audience. I don't know who got, yeah. how many people go to these things. Is it really that dismal? I don't know. I've never been Can to you, one. I shouldn't. Throw mud if I've ever been, but that's the one I, I did was at the War Memorial, and there was about. I have a feeling right now that I haven't had in twenty years. Do I have a pimple right there? Well, maybe a little one growing. Why? Wow! Because it feels one of those. Where it's underneath, and you touch it. And oh, it's really sore. Stress, it. Stre- stress, stress, stress it. it. Yeah, stress it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, probably. I had a long week, man. I was in California testifying in a court case yeah. all week long. That was, sounds fun. Oh, it was the. It was. I, I would rather go get my my teeth pulled. Than do what I had to do this weekend. This week, rather, it was happy terrible. to be back. Have you missed us? You know what, man? I did. I, I, you know, doing the morning show is one thing, but I love doing the show. I really do. It's fun. We, we've developed a, a, a relationship and a flow doing what we do here, and I do. I look forward to it. I really do. I, I really realized do. about fifteen minutes ago that I have not followed a sports story in a week. I have no idea what's happening. Well, so, so I mean, I know it's not necessarily sports, and we're not really shackled to having to just speak about sports. But this story breaks about Syracuse University and this fraternity mm-hmm. thing that went on. And I have to tell you, I, was, I wasn't I was sequestered you know, legally, like I wasn't allowed, like I was on a jury. But I was really focusing on what was going on in this trial, in this case that I was a, I was a witness to. So 
Um, I didn't. I didn't see any news. I had no idea. So I get in this morning, and Gomez and Lisa are talking about this crazy stuff that went on in this uh, this fraternity. Um, and it's man, it's it, as, as I've looked it up, it's huge news nationally. I mean, yeah, ev- uh, everyone's covering it. I I haven't really dove into it too much. I mean, I know the story just because it's like. Yeah, it's idiots being idiots, and they did something stupid, and now they got caught doing it. You can't be idiots anymore because now everything is filmed and posted on social media. Well, okay, but but I I, I took a look at what I'm able to surmise has occurred here. So they're they're kind of hazing or doing whatever they're doing with these kids, and and so there's a story out from the kids that were involved that they staged the whole thing that 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 this was not really a uh, hazing thing. I remember when I was at school, there was a situation that occurred with a kid who, as part of his hazing, um, you had to stay up for 24 hours and kind of not get tortured Guantanamo Bay-wise, but they made you drink shots, and they you had you probably got sick a oh, couple of times. Oh, that's illegal and, now. Right. Oh, okay, so, and it was highly illegal then, yeah. but, but we did it, yeah. you know, so this was a neighboring fraternity close by, and the kid got alcohol poisoning, like, at a really high level. Like, mm-hmm. they rushed him to the hospital. He was minutes away, you know, from something really terrible happening, and they pumped his stomach, and they gave him the necessary fluids or whatever it was that brought him around, and uh, and it was a bad, it was a bad deal. So, a lot of us got clamped down on, but I can't remember in all my years. Now I know that there was some fraternities that were um, solely African American. There were the Q Dogs, and there was a couple other on, on my campus. And although I think that they professed uh, black um, um, unity, that they they didn't say terrible things about whites. And certainly, I don't remember anybody. Now, individually, there might have been prejudiced people involved in any fraternity. But as a fraternity in the hazing process, I don't remember having to make someone say the N-word or say something anti-Semitic or say something you know that was that was bad about another. Yeah, I didn't know uh, the point of it. Like, yeah, what, yeah, what was that, the point of this? That's the disturbing part of this story. Why would you make someone say that? Uh, and, and there's a, a host of legal questions we had uh Joe Stanley from Stanley Law on the show this morning, and I said to him, well, you know, I I think that because there's a code of conduct and how this does kind of relate to sports is if you make an anti-Semitic comment and you're a member of the New York Knicks, they have every every right to fire you. Absolutely. You're a representative of, Mm -hmm. but that's not the same as being a member of the KKK saying I hate Jews. So you can say that free speech wise. But there's a code of conduct that's expected of you when you're dealing with a brand or whatever. And Syracuse University is a brand. Yeah. There's people already posting on the Whitman site saying, oh, yeah, this is the school that, that's a racist school. So it could actually have an effect. And I believe they have every right. You're going to get lawsuits from the, the families of kids that get kicked out of the school, particularly well, seniors. And to tie back to sports, this is a terrible, it's always a terrible time for it to happen, but with so many recruiting trips happening right now. Could you imagine you're trying like, oh yeah, the guys from Syracuse who are coming to visit us to see if I'll go play sports at their venue. Right. Well, how would you like well, to be the coach? Well, this is the headline story. I mean, you Google Syracuse right now and that's what comes up. Right. And, and and if you're the coach of the other school going, oh, you mean the school that hates blacks? You know what I mean? And you're an African-American athlete. And you can say whatever you it. want. Like, it's, yeah. what it's like, that's the headline that's out right now. Yeah. Does that raise our ability to, to recruit KKK kids? <laughs> <laughs> Are they good athletes? I don't know. Can you cares? shoot, kid? Yeah. We don't care. Uh, yeah, so so that's uh, I, I woke up to this story. Literally, uh, I've been in a bubble right now. So um, big, big news here in Syracuse. And, and sadly, because that's not a, um, a, a reflection of our values here and what we think in, in, in this city. And 
Uh, what a terrible thing. But I did. I, I was challenged to find, and I'm glad I'm challenged to find any historical reference that I can think of, uh, of anything I ever saw in school. Um, what do you got going there, Josh? You something started playing a video. Play play? Play? Yeah, a little good. Wow. Yeah. He's big. Paulie, what did you do this weekend? Uh, Nothing. Basically what I do every weekend. I slept. I cleaned the house a little bit. You clean that. I'm picturing yeah. you know, the little French nanny out take there. The, take the dog out for a while. <laughs> he had a health scare while you were gone. He just passed out in his kitchen for no reason. Wow. He had yeah. to go to the do- hospital. Blood pressure dip or what? No, you- they just think vertigo. So you look like a pansy in front of the nurses. Uh, <laughs> oh, where? We fell down. <laughs> no, that's something you don't want to mess around with. You know, you get these, these tells, you know, when you get older. And you're supposed to act on them. There's a reason why, you know, if you're passing out, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, um, that's happened to Robin's brother. Um, and it turned out he had something going on with his neck and he, his, uh, um, the holes in his spine that his, uh, his um, spinal cord goes through are a little narrower than they should be. And so he has to have some kind of surgery to relieve some of the pressure because he's passing out because it's in, in, infringing on the amount of blood that goes through his brain. I can see there's a problem for you, actually. I'm, I'm going to make the diagnosis <laughs> Yeah, right now. now you just, you have st- how steno, quickly he reacted to that comment. canal something or whatever it's called. Yeah. I get stenosis or yeah, something. Yeah, I like was uh, sitting in my kitchen. I bent down to pick up garbage bags out of the, out from underneath the sink, and I just plopped I purchased the... him one of those health alert necklaces that says, help, I've fallen and I <laughs> right, can't get yeah. up. I'm, I'm going to guess that this is not the first time he's passed out from bending over. I don't yeah. know. I'm just no, thinking. I don't think, I don't think so. Think and then so. I get there, and the nurses all made fun of my tattoos and stuff because I'm shirtless. Yeah. And they're it's... like, those are stupid tattoos. I... Like, what the hell is going on here? I have the same experience over the same weekend. I was staying at a friend, Greg Hanley's house in Malibu, in his guest house. And I went with his son, who I used to play a lot of basketball with. He's now like a senior at Northeastern University. So we go down to Malibu High School to go play hoop. And I had forgotten, because I hadn't played at Malibu High School in, in like 10 years, that when you play in the, in the Wednesday night you know, open thing, it's skins and shirts. So if shirts win, the next team has to come on and be skins. And I'm looking at my big fat ass, and I'm thinking to myself, Please let Skins win this game right now <laughs> so I can go out on the court with my shirt on. And sure enough, Shirts loses. And so, uh, uh, or rather, uh, Shirts wins, so I got to go out of Skins. You know, I'm good 30 overweight, easy, you know, so my big gut hanging over there, I'm running up and down, and I played well. But, wow, it was embarrassing to be that fat and play. Because a, a lot of older guys are still playing, and they, and they kind of split them up and put a couple of deer on your team mm-hmm, so you're mm-hmm. not going to get slaughtered. Uh, but yeah, no, it was embarrassing to be tatted up and fatted up. <laughs> I'm incredibly nervous about our game that's coming up, our hoops. So we were talking about this. So you know what we did? What? So we 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 heard somebody else just called in. Uh, uh, Jimmy the limo driver. You know this guy, Jimmy the limo no. driver. Jimmy the limo driver, who's got a relationship with Gomez and Lisa's show. Uh, evidently, he worked for Kaz Limo for years and drove these guys around. Um, and he was saying we're sponsoring a team. He got like, you know, five 25-year-old guys. Yeah, the two of them played in college. Well, So I thought, so we called Eric Diedendorf, and we said, man, you technically work here, so you could play on the team. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get ED to yeah. show up. Yeah. When we're down by three, take it E. <laughs> yeah, because right now it's me, you, Brent Axe, and Gomez. Well, I think we got, um, um, I asked about Infande, and they said, and I suppose he played D2 ball, and he's pretty good basketball. Yeah, yeah. He's nowhere to be found. He's out. He's. I out. will happily hand off. 
So my no, spot. So we that got, we will. got uh, uh, who do we get? Uh, Max Burgandy. Burgandy, mm-hmm. who's, who looks uh, he's tall, he's thin. I'm I'm thinking chances are of the of the small pickings that we have. There's a shot he can ball. Um, there's a shot. He says he plays. Okay. So then I, I gently reminded Gomez that being a player coach is probably not advisable for him. He should probably just be our coach. Okay. Now, what's your story? I wasn't even asked. You can only have four players. Well, are you sure about that? Yeah. Yeah. Only allowed four players. Only allowed four. All right. So so for sure, if it's you, it's, so it's Axe, you, me, Max, so there's no room for ED unless we. Unless I'll it, sit if you got D- Devendorf coming in. Yes. All right. So you're out for ED. Yes. Uh, I'll just come and watch. And what? And, and you're in uh, assistant coach, associate sure, coach. Sure. Yes. Water are you, boy. Are you, whatever. Are you, are you associate coach too? No. What do you mean? He doesn't leave his house on the weekends. Co- how about you? You're not going to come do the play by play. So we have some tape to to have on the show. No. Oh, that would be a hysterical <laughs> gig. You and Joe Salzo. <laughs> call the game. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, my God. I that would, would be that. brilliant. I would do that if, if Joe does it. If Burn. Joe does it, too? Yeah. Yeah, Baldwin shoots and misses Aaron Lee. <laughs> you, you wouldn't know anything that's happening, <laughs> probably. Which would be hysterical. We'll let, or, or you'd call the game, and we'll let him do the interviews. Mm, so what do you do on the weekends? <laughs> you have dogs. Going into the second Someone half. told me... That you are very loving and 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 love this dog you have. So who was telling me? <laughs> it came up. He in does. The morning He's got show. a little dog that he oh, loves. Oh, I know why. I said, why haven't we had a dog day here at work? And and I, and they said, oh, Paulie would definitely come. He loves his dog and blah blah. We gotta we gotta get a dog day going. I'm in. Is it now? Is your dog friendly or is it gonna attack my, my dog? Dogs? When I meet your dog, I ever had it here. It's like this big. It's yeah, like never Jack met the Russell. Dog. Your dog? Oh, I did. I did one. Have turds the size of his dog. <laughs> and you have a dog that you're very loving. Yeah, right? Doctor Freddie Hot Dog. He'll come in and Doctor Freddie Hot Dog. <laughs> I like it. Okay, I, I like it. I have one more thing to say about my stay at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell us. There's nothing more humbling or realizing you're old than when they tell you at the hospital that you have to ring the bell and the nurse has to walk you to the bathroom. You can't so, walk yourself to the well, bathroom? Well, I, I had passed out, so they didn't want me doing oh, it. Oh, yeah, they so, don't want you doing it. Right so right. the nurse, who's probably in her 20s, has to take my shirtless, terrible tattooed body <laughs> <laughs> and hold me up oh. while I'm walking. The, the only thing worse would have been if they had given me a walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a couple of things that could have done worse. If you look down, there's a tube coming out of your yeah, penis. Yeah, that's that could have that, been that, way that, worse. That's worse. But I'm surprised you didn't go with it. I don't know if I can hold that. Can you help me? <laughs> <laughs> Please, my arms are yeah. so tired. Oh, yeah. Would you help me, nurse? Nurse Field. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go to break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about this controversial prom picture that has gone viral. Mets baseball is driven by Amtrak and CNS companies. Jay Bruce hits it out, and the Mets are right back in it. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now! And we're back. And here's a story I have about Jay Feely, which the story originated. His daughter was going to a prom. You know what his daughter's first name is? No. Touchy. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get waka it. Waka waka. Thank you. So she's going to the prom, the daughter. And so Jay takes a handgun unloaded 
and he takes a the stereotypical um, funny picture with him with the gun, the daughter and the guy taking her out. Like, what time are you going to be home with my daughter? Blah, 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 blah. And it has gone bananas on this guy that he's taken this picture in today's society. I don't think he meant anything by this at all. This is just an example of I don't know what's offensive anymore. Like, I don't, I am always afraid. Like, what is this? Is this next thing I do going to offend somebody? That is a classic prom slash wedding photo from my entire life. The dad with the gun. He's not pointing to the kid's head, he just has a gun in his hand. Yeah. I mean, let's look at why he did it and, and, and the fact that he posted it, I guess. Is that the question, or that he did it at all? And, uh, and then I feel bad for him because I don't think he meant anything by it. No, he had to issue an apology like course, everybody yeah. does in America today for everything they do. The prom picture I posted was obviously intended to be a joke, which I got, and apparently most people didn't. My daughter has dated her boyfriend for over a year, and they knew I was joking. I take gun safety seriously. This was not a loaded gun and had no clip in. I did not intend to be insensitive. To that important issue. The complaints that I saw was that women were upset that he was insinuating his daughter was so precious and she can't protect himself, herself and her celibacy or something. Like, she needs her dad to protect her from these crazy teenage boys. As a teenage boy, I get that concern. I've been a teenage boy. I know what is in your brain. Well, I, you know, and, and, and so am, am I Neanderthal and the idea that... Um, <clears throat> my eight-year-old and my 10-year-old. So where's the line in the sand? Where's the line? So my eight-year-old tells me that this boy asked her, I talked about this, um, to be his his uh, girlfriend, my eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so Avis, my 10-year-old, tells me that my eight-year-old is holding his hand in the hallway. So I immediately called the school. And I said, and I talked to Mike Smolnick is the principal of A.A. Cole, the school that my kids go to. And this guy's a hands-on guy. I've talked about him before on the show. He's, uh, you know, one of those principals that you always can call. You feel safe mm-hmm. that your kids are with him. You know, he runs a really tight ship over there. And so I called him up and I said, is it me or are eight, even 10-year-olds got boyfriends in school? Am I, am, am I just out of touch? I was running around with a softball was the closest thing I ever put my hands around that looked like a boob. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what are we talking about here? I'm like, eight-year-olds are holding hands. Like I, said, I said, you know what, Mike? And he goes, no, that's way too early. We... Don't condone that. So he's probably doing it secretly. But let me, you know, be the one. And he stepped right in, and of course he he took care of it. But I I wondered whether I was, uh, you know, the access to information and stuff is way different for kids now. They're 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 ten going on my fifteen sure, when sure. I was their age for sure. But the actual acting out of holding a boy's hand and everything, I you know, I'm not going to do well. And I have other daughters that are older. Pardon me that I um that I went through this with a little bit. Um, you know, you, you're not going to face a gun picture. You're going to have to come to the door and face me, and that's worse than holding a gun. I mean, sure. Boys, hormonally, their intentions and the things that, that, that are on their mind that they can't even help biochemically by the time they're 16, you're raging hormone out there. Yeah. I mean, I look at the things that I said and did in order to acquire what it was my body was yearning for when I was 16, 17, and 18, and I'm going to say, there wasn't much I wouldn't have done, you know? Yeah. I mean, short of forcing myself, which I never would have done and never have done, but yeah, no, there, there's a there's a, an ongoing joke to the theme of this picture, you know, the stereotypical shotgun wedding versus yes. dating my... That's all he meant by it, so... You know, if we're going to be 
careful because of things that have gone on in Florida. And I don't mean to be insensitive in any way to the families or to the schools or anyone that has suffered through any of these terrible, terrible things that have happened in the last few years, but particularly of late again, these mass shootings that go on, they're insane. This, these are insane human beings that are very, very troubled, that are doing terrible things. This is not in the same conversation as that, though. This is not the same thing. So if we're going to be so sensitive, this is like that thing where you you don't want to talk about it with your kid or you make such a big deal about it that they're going to get curious. You know, so I, I, I think I would wonder if we wouldn't pick and choose our battles a little a little more carefully, you know, than than blowing up somebody like this guy who I don't think had any intention. It has nothing to do with the stuff that people are sensitive by in this country right now. In my opinion, funny joke, fine for the family. You can't post things when you're a na- when you're a national celebrity. You can't post things on Twitter. You can't post anything anywhere. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to take the picture and have it as a keepsake in your house, <clears throat> but at the, with the sensitivity of everybody today, you post that on Twitter, you're going to get killed by somebody. Somebody's going to take offense to everything that you do, and I, and I'm a hundred percent fine with the picture. It's his own stupidity for putting it out publicly. I think it was meant as a joke. It is. Really it's 100%, it is and I get it. It's just the world we live in today. He's got to know that that's going to offend people. No matter what you post, okay. it's going to offend people. Uh, uh, okay, so but let's take it a step further. So we have protection for people who are, you know, uh, I remember there was one. I, I couldn't believe it. It was called uh, uh, NAMBLA. The North American Man Boy Lovers Association printed there. They had a, a an eight hundred number you could call in, and Ed Koch was mayor at the time. And he went, and, and I thought to myself, "How are we not just forget about their rights? How are we not just burning that building down?" You mm-hmm. like so? There's something that's crazy, and they have rights. Mm-hmm. They have rights to put out uh, 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 reading material about underage boys having relationships with grown men. And I'm thinking that guy's got a right to be able to be, you know, voice his opinion and say what he wants to say. But this guy taking a funny picture is going to get, you know, we're going to fight for the other guy. And then we're going to go ahead and shoot this guy down, no pun intended, for uh, an obvious guy. I don't know, man. It's just, it seems so cloudy and gray it's, now. It's a you know? sad world we live in. It, yeah, there's some really sad stuff going on out there. I see this as just him probably coming up at a time where that photo wasn't scary or offensive so he did it because he's got a daughter of that age and now it blows up in his face but then like everything there's outrage for 24 hours and then it's over and nobody will know his name tomorrow right okay that's true and yet if he was if he was videotaped saying and by the way if anything happens to my daughters i'll shoot you he could have said that, and people would have accepted better than taking this gag shot. Yeah, and you can tell the kid's not even slightly intimidated. No! Right? He's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah. this is a funny okay. photo. <laughs> Mr. Feely's acting like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Feely's a sex pistols uh, aficionado. Yeah, look who he's got the gun, too. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. Shooting blanks, kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to break again, and we're going to come back. I want to, t- I want to talk to you about this. If you guys both pull this up, or anybody out there is in front of their computer, pull up, and here's the, here's where you'll find it. It says, video of Aaron Rodgers, Danica Patrick, at tonight's Bucks celtics game going viral. Well, I'm going to have an opinion about it. We'll be right back. 
This is ESPN Radio. 97.7 FM Syracuse. And 100.1 FM Oswego. I'm so excited. It's time for... Um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. You understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Aaron Rodgers is a minority shareholder in the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, now <laughs> I clicked the link and it turned. <laughs> cool story, bro. Wow. Yeah. I had wow. the story and then it completely changed. Don't it, so. into this with details. Yes. So now, so now I, I love this because when Magic uh, first there was Michael jo- bought into, I think it was the Wizards, and then when he came back to play, he had to um, he had to get rid of his ownership because that would have been a conflict of interest. Um, and then Magic, of course, with the Lakers, and there was all kinds of... Th- what does that mean, minority? Could he technically walk up so they could use his name and buy a dollar's worth of the team and yeah. say, you know, he's a, he's a minority owner? What, what does that mean, really? I, I would like to understand that better. But more importantly to me is there's a viral video out now, which I mentioned, video of Aaron Rodgers, Danica Patrick at tonight's Bucks celtics game going viral. So I, I watched this. This woman... Looks like she has to take a dump so bad. <laughs> or she's just such an angry woman. Now, she came up through the rankings as this hot driver, and you know she did all this stuff and all these commercials and really marketed herself well for somebody who really didn't win a lot of races. Um, but, you know, a, 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 a young, pretty girl who's driving race cars at high speed, very, very dangerous, more of a man's game. I get the whole thing. She always looks so miserable, this chick. She does. She looks miserable. She, she's married to Pauly. She doesn't realize she's on TV, and she's got bitchy resting face. Pauly has that pain. He never knows when he's on TV because he'll be. He runs the board right behind Beheim there at the SU games. Right. So they'll show Beheim, and then right by Beheim's ass is Pauly's face, looking no, so, just completely and miserable. Listeners, and listeners would always be like, "Smile," and I'm like. Do you just sit around smiling all day like a psychopath? <laughs> Look at how he even says it. Do you see the wrinkles that occur like, all through his Danica eyes? Do you want Danica Patrick to constantly be like, hmm, like smiling like a psycho? No, but I don't want her to look like she's going to go, rat, rat. So, but, yeah. and, and, here's, and here's the thing. So in the video, you see Rogers panning his head back and forth to watch the action obviously going on in the basketball court. And you watch her, and he's... At least smiling a little, and he, or neutral face that goes to a smile occasionally. She has this stoic, you know. She looks like, uh, you know, uh, Barbara Bush, you know. Just, just never, never smiles. Who cares? Like what? Maybe we, maybe so we don't. We, we don't know so what's happening what? on the other side of the court. Maybe she's staring at something terrible happening. Maybe and we don't she know. Stepped on a really? Lego. <laughs> Stepped on a Lego. Trying to figure out. When's the last time you stepped on a Lego, now that you brought it up? I don't have kids. I never have. I all right, so in. see what I mean? So you're really speaking about something you have no idea about, aren't you, young man? Of all the things in parenting I could be scolded for, like judging other people's parenting, stepping on a Lego is the How one. dare you? Now, as a, single, as, a, as a single man, when you're over at a friend's house that have kids, 
Do you judge their parenting skills when you watch yes, kids I going judge crazy? Every, people on everything. Yeah, everything is being judged. judged. So why can't you judge Danica Patrick? Because I, I because you're it. on camera. Yeah, there I it is. I get it. You don't. You can share with her. You don't know the cameras on you. You can't smile twenty four hours a day. Now you made an observation, and 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 I went immediately to my experiences with Paulie being at mm-hmm. games, and you said he's right behind Beheim. I've always been across the court from Beheim. And you've always been on that side of the court, like when we were at Barclays Center. So at home games, are you right by Coach Bayheim? Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about at SU games. Yeah, in most games, I'm usually right next to the bench. There's like three or four a year where I'm not. Like Duke, they put him up in the rafters. Yeah. Yeah, he's up high. They want yeah. to keep him out of They want yeah. to keep him off camera. He's scowling. I, I, he says If he was cheery and smiley, they'd have him down on the court. <laughs> Got See, terrible face. I had See? Ted Bundy smile going right. nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Josh? The Philadelphia Flyers fell to the Penguins last night, eight to five. And the story there is that not only did they lose, they lost at home, and fans went nuts, throwing beer, towels, garbage, and everything they had near them onto the ice. Was it the uh, elimination game here? They're or? out. Yeah, it's they're out. out. Yeah. So as a I result, they're getting knocked out. Yeah, that's Philly. <laughs> that makes me want to be a Flyers that's, fan. That's Philly. That's Philly. What's worse is we talked about this after they won the Super Bowl, and not and not just Philadelphia, but fans seem to be in this country again um, crazier when they win and they do terrible things to their own city. They win entirely. You think you'd be out there like in Ireland, everyone gets drunk if they win a soccer match, mm-hmm. and the, uh, and there usually is brawling between hooligans that are that are s- supporting the opposite side so they'll beat each other up but they don't light cars on fire and do- that's after you win i have never gotten that like what makes you want to light a cop car on fire because your team won a basketball but game? this is not something i don't believe this is something that went on when i was a kid I don't remember. I don't the, remember in my. In I, I don't my remember youth. the Yankees winning, and they had to grease poles so people didn't climb up them. And they had. To, we were out running around screaming, "Yeah!" You know, and we we're really excited that we won. But no one lit anything on fire. No one looted the stores. We're getting dumber. And, Everybody's getting dumber. I feel like this happened when I was younger. Like you West do. Vir- yeah, West Virginia was notorious for lighting mattresses on fire and. I feel well, like yeah, but not, in, no, but not they, in public apartment buildings. I, <laughs> went to, you know? I, I feel like Syracuse, after they lost to Indiana, had a little issue. Is that the Keith Smart shot? Yeah. I'll never forget that, man. I'll never. I could see him shooting and letting it go right now. Whew, tough one. So, that's, a so, that's a so what then on the Philly fans throwing garbage on the ice? It's Philly. Who cares? San Francisco Giants first baseman Brandon Belt had an at-bat yesterday that lasted 21 pitches and a total of twelve minutes and forty-five seconds. It's the new record, no. the longest ad bat. And I and and I saw this, and we talked about it earlier. And I'll say, it is a so what only for one reason. Mm. Had he done anything but strike out, I would have said this is the greatest thing. But he struck out. He had a fly. He popped up. Yeah. Oh, I thought he struck out. Yeah, he popped up. And the then same they- difference. He got out. <laughs> yeah, he, he got, got out. out. Yeah. If he had battled all the way on and even walked or done anything, I would have said. And that's hanging in this there. This is man. the problem with baseball: is that you got one guy seeing a total of twenty-one pitches for almost thirteen minutes. You keep the action going. Josh man. could have had sex thirteen times. Oh, so, I made both of my kids so, in less time than this guy was at bat. <laughs> so, of the changes that they've talked about, um, I'm going to say there's one: uh, limiting the number of trips to the mound, 
uh, you know, all the different things they're doing. This stupid, absolutely stupid idea of putting a guy on second base is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. They of. won't do that. They did it in the minors. They're doing yeah, it. Yeah, in the but minors. But right so, now. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. But a pitch clock would be interesting because guys do go out there and they take their time to let other, other pitchers warm up. Uh, if they had a 20 second clock, you got 20 seconds to throw another pitch or it's a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, you do. Or if you're a batter and you don't step in the box, it's a strike on you. And there's Throw- a trap door that opens and you fall. That's right. <laughs> no, but think about it. it. They've done it in basketball. Yeah. You know, and, and and there's a play clock in football. And the game that has the, the, the longest period of time that they're trying to speed up because of how slow it's played, it would change pitching a little bit to make a guy throw faster. Uh, um, I think a pitch clock is a really good idea. I wouldn't hate that idea. Move it along. <laughs> yeah, let's move it along. But these other limitations are crazy. The one that's killing me is in the NFL, that they're thinking of taking away the kickoff because it's too violent, which takes away the onside kick in a close game that you're down by two scores and you need to get the ball back. You'd virtually be eliminating that possibility. Um, I think it's a terrible idea. I don't think I don't know that staunch, diehard, old-school guys are going to allow that rule to change. But uh, But, yeah, a pitch clock in baseball makes perfect sense. I want to throw one non-sports uh, so what at Daniel here. Yeah, about, no, it's about well, the, well, what did I do now? The, no, no. Have you heard the tape of the pilot of the Southwest Airlines flight where the engine exploded? How calm she was in landing that airplane? Did no, that, but I know. Didn't didn't they cut a woman in half or something? Oh, well, well, they. She got sucked out of the airplane and they caught her and pulled her back in. She passed away, but it, uh, we'll have to post that and let you hear it. It's just. The late Josh, you've heard it, right? She's so calm. It's She's the calmest like, person uh, you've my, ever heard in your life. My engine just blew up. And we're missing part of the aircraft. That's like just how she sounds. Yeah, and she just lands the plane perfectly, and it's the craziest thing. We should get uh, a, a company that sells, like, you know, um, um, Xanax or something and say, <laughs> and say, you know, Xanax. You can land a plane, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, there's got to be some I'll gig play in this for you during the commercial. We'll Are we not going to play it on the show? I don't know. Have... you brought it up? No, I thought you would have heard it because it was all over the news. No, man, I just, haven't done I haven't done anything in a week. I've been like he's been in a cave. I have, I have. I'm like a caveman. Finally, Jerry the King Lawler has a beer named after him called Jerry the King Lager. It is available now. <laughs> I like tastes like nut sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know how you know what nut sweat tastes yeah, like. Listen, you don't know how his weekends go. It tastes wow. like a wrung out onesie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Like a video. leotard. Like just the sweat Welcome in his back. <laughs> what does Jerry the King Lager taste like? I like it, though. I like the name. It's just his beer that he's made with a couple couple of guys down in his hometown. JKL? <laughs> you ever met the JK? J- Jerry the King Lawler? I don't know who that is. You don't, you don't know, know Jerry, Jerry Lawler? He was the guy who wrestled Andy Kaufman? No, no, I mean, I know who he is, but yeah. I, I, no, I don't know. No, you don't know. No. Yeah, I remember Kaufman. You know, he's the one guy, and we'll go to break in a second, but he's the one guy of all the different guys they talked about. Jim Morrison's probably still alive. That, you know, is John Lennon still alive? Mm-hmm, yeah. This These famous people that would that would have just disappeared. If there was ever a guy that would wait 40 years and walk out from under a log and go, hey, I was It'd only kidding about, it would definitely totally him. be him. Absolutely true. No doubt. He would do something crazy like that. He's living in some little Spanish hacienda. It'd be the least surprising thing ever right, if he, right. if he walked death. out and said, yeah, I, I didn't die, mm-hmm. I would not doubt it at all that he would do that, for sure. We'll be back after this. 
The North Division semifinals shift to Rochester for Game 3 this Wednesday. Countdown to Crunch Time begins at 6.50. Puck drop at 7.05 on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now. So I was just checking out that... um, that audio of this, yeah, she was cool as a, as a cucumber, this uh, pilot, huh? Man, I guess you have no choice. You, you gotta have... be. Well, yeah, if you're a pilot, you gotta be able to, you can't be like, I, uh, I'm crying and I'm pooping. And, uh... <laughs> well, there, well, there was another, there was another, there was a great moment in it. Not that, I mean, very sad situation that there was a fatality, but you hear the, the air traffic control go, sorry, did you say someone went out of the plane? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, you know, like. And you're wow. thinking, someone went out of the plane. Yeah. Now, that's not supposed to happen until you're on the ground. So I can't work. That's why I can't work in high-stress situations. I'd just be a mess. I've heard that about you. I'm a mess. What are you going to do in the basketball game we're playing? Where it gets down to the nitty-gritty. And... Take it to the hoop. Did <laughs> 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 you, you hear him just then? It was the least confident confidence <laughs> I've ever heard of. It was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was quick and it was delivered well. Yeah, I'm I'm a, <laughs> yeah. What do you want the men say? I'm In the meantime, easy. this is Jimmy Avine time. So I'm check a, check your cheddar, yo. I'm a dunk on somebody. I'm gonna, tell you, it's gonna bring the truth down. <laughs> I want to have. Can we please have a practice this weekend? We probably should practice. So wait. So are you? Do you still remember the, the why? Yeah, we All both right, go. And the so the kids come down. Yeah, they swim and then we can we can. Now, would you let the kids go swim and you take off and do other stuff? Uh yeah, they can do that. Because uh, they're old enough. They're old enough, yeah. Okay, we got you. Got to come down to the Y then. We got to have. We got to get this going. I just want to have some footage to post on the Facebook. Of site. us all shooting. Jumpers? Yeah, I, it's going to be one flew of the cuckoo's nest. It is. It's going to be. My only concern is that with this turnaround jumpers game is that they're going to use glass backboards, and I shatter backboards. <laughs> Can you just gonna go out there round out there, rebound? Yeah, I go up there. Hunt. Chocolate thunder. Yeah, I'm gonna take down some. Are backboards. you chocolate thunder? Of course okay, I. Okay, wait, wait. Who is chocolate thunder? <laughs> Shot the Thunder was no serious. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he have any idea. No. I knew when he said it, he doesn't know who Daryl Dawkins is. No, I was playing along, but sure, Daryl Dawkins is what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Where did Daryl Dawkins go to college? Where did he, he play college? He went to college. college. Well, this, a lot of people go? don't know this. He first went to <clears throat> UNC. Yeah. That was his first university. Right. And then he transferred uh-huh. to <laughs> Michigan State. <laughs> Very close. Daryl Dawkins were the few men that go straight out of high school into the NBA and oh, never went to college. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Mm-hmm. Trick question. Very good. <laughs> you we like should hoop. That? We really should practice. Them All because- right. So if we were to get a hoop game together, yeah, we get it. But we so we need we need our players. We need uh, Gomez. You will not get Brennex. Well, Brennex will not, not show up. He's very very busy. <laughs> he do, is doing. I don't know. He's always so busy. I try to get him to do things, and then he's always so busy. Well, then, I ask him to do things all the time, and he's always like, "I can't." Well, then he's cut. It's cut. So obviously, wow. cut for the team. Oh, exclusive. Cut for the team. As 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 a partial <laughs> owner of this team. Oh, are you? You're, yeah, I'm Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. You I'm going to a... go into Mr. Krabs right now. I'm going to buy into the team for a dollar, uh-huh. like Aaron Rodgers did with the Milwaukee Bucks. Limited ownership uh, of the I, I would li- I would like to move as two members, vital members, cogs of this team. That we move Paulie in as our, uh, that's what we should make Paulie. Uh, he should be like one of the owners. Yes. Yeah, let him have and he ownership. should show up in a tuxedo and a cigar and, and yell yeah, at yeah, us. Yeah, like, like in, uh, um, uh, who, what was the movie uh, um, uh, where he played uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagle who walked on? Um, oh, the Tony Danza movie? No, no, With no. Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah. 
Oh. Wahlberg plays yeah. the the wide receiver of uh, Paglia. How many movies were there of Eagles players like that? Tony Danza made one of those too, or he was no. A this was a huge movie. A this was a huge movie. You uh, saying Tony Danza doesn't make huge movies? No, I'm Invincible. saying Invincible. Invincible. You never saw Tony Danza. You never saw Invincible? No. It's a good oh, movie. Good movie. It's about uh, uh, this Vince Papalia, I think his name was, and. Uh, Papalia is the only guy to walk on, and he and he played for the Philadelphia Eagles for three years as a walk on. He was a local bartender at like thirty years old, but super fast. Tony Danza was the garbage pick and field goal kick in Philadelphia Phenom. <laughs> <laughs> see, it was a great he knows, play. Yeah, see, that was one of my favorites. He knows this Loved stuff, it. but he doesn't. I can't believe you don't know Invincible. Invincible is a great movie. Invincible is a great. You you'll be fired up when you watch Invincible. You will because it's a true story. Papalia, um, um, and I'll just tell you this. So there, there's a huge thing because I think it's Dick Vermeil takes over as coach from USC or UCLA to coach the Philadelphia Eagles, and they go like zero and zero and five in preseason. Then they lose to Dallas, and Papalia is a walkout. He made it open to the city to get the city interested. So all these idiots come out for the team, and this guy's that you know they they keep him on the team, and so they're playing the Giants, and. Against the Giants, he he calls an audible as a special teams guy because he notices that he thinks they're coming after the kicker. So he runs by his guy and runs all the way downfield. And as the guy from the Giants is about to field the kick, Papalia hits him. He fumbles the ball. He scoots up and picks up the fumble on like the last play of the game and runs it into the end zone to, for Philly to beat the Giants at home for their first win. And that was it. He was folklore hero for years on that. But it's a great film. It's a true story about this mm-hmm. guy's life. He's like a I bartender think, or something. He is time. a bartender. You would dig this movie. You would definitely do this. I'm one. more of a Tony Danza, the field goal kick in Philadelphia. <laughs> I know, I see that. I see that. Are you the one, what picking. was the movie? What was the movie when the donkey came out and kicked the field goals? You remember that one? How come I have to own that team too? By the way, I got to own that team, the turnaround jumpers with Daniel Baldwin and Josh. High honors. That's a, we can just call ourselves Josh Facade. Like, Let's call ourselves Josh Facade because it's a joke. Point. Point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, garbage picking. We'll let we'll get we'll get Eric. We All I'm get saying Eric is uh, make sure you bring your umbrellas because. You gonna make it rain? I'm making it rain. Always making it rain. All right, Saturday, what time? <laughs> Quick, before we go. I can't pick a time to last my wife. That's why I just uh, said that. I am... My wife's in Florida. She's out of town. <laughs> Young and single and loves to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>